What's going on? Welcome back to our second episode of our podcast, Grab, Don't Slap. We got Zach over here. What's going on, guys? And we got Royce. Hey, guys. How we doing? How we doing? We got Jason. Howdy, y'all. And we got Josh. What's up? And you got myself, Patrick. What it do, guys? What's on everyone's mind tonight and the past week, past week's NBA chatter? How about them Warriors? <laughs> How about them Warriors? And Yahtzee. And Yahtzee, yeah, the title of the episode. I guess I should explain that, huh? I bet a bunch of yeah. you guys are wondering. <laughs> Why right. title this Yahtzee? Here we go. So uh, I'll give a brief story about what happened. Why our title is Yahtzee. So we were playing the Lakers. When were we playing the Lakers? A couple, like last Monday, I think it was. And uh, we were losing. We were getting our butts spanked. And I did not think we were going to win. But still watching the game. And then I was just chilling in my room. And uh, fourth quarter, we're about halfway through. I turn on my phone and I start playing Yahtzee because I was bored. I thought the game was over. Yahtzee with friends or whatever it's called. And then um, right when I start playing, someone hits a three on the Warriors and then Kelly Oubre gets a steal. And I was like, hold on. So then I just, I offered a couple more games and I kept playing. And I was like, man, like right when I started playing Yahtzee, everything started to go right. <laughs> Every little thing. So I didn't stop. I didn't text nobody for like a long, for like three minutes. And I was just playing Yahtzee. I offered like 50 games. I have like 50 games. I have like six games going with a guy named Sleek Puppy. Like it's actually his turn. Sleek Puppy, if you're out there watching this, that I think it's your turn. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, in the entire time I was just playing Yahtzee, I never stopped. And I was looking back and forth between the TV and my phone. And then we ended up winning that game up until LeBron's final shot. I kept playing Yahtzee and I still have a lot of games going. Um, but yeah, that was that was insane. It was nuts. So maybe I didn't want to risk it. I was not going to stop playing no matter what. If that had an effect on it or not, I was not risking anything. So that. You got to keep playing Yahtzee when the Warriors are playing, Zach. Yeah, you're going to have to play every single game now, Zach. I know, honestly. Sleek puppy, better watch out. I'm going to offer him a bunch more games. <laughs> I was going to say, are we going to get into a group Yahtzee session? Is that what's going to happen with maybe, us? Maybe that'll if be. It helps the Warriors win. <laughs> oh, then I'm down. Or Yahtzee sounds like a girl Zach is dating, but that's. <laughs> that's a coat huh? oh yeah Giannis okay sweet yeah, that game was was fun to watch you know not I mean, at I first well, yeah, yeah. I still ended up watching it just to see how everyone else was playing on the court and it turned out to be a fun game to watch yeah I mean the Warriors you know they're a weird team as of right now they're... tell me about it tell me how we we come back from a 19 point deficit to beat the Lakers, and then the same week we lose to the Knicks. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Knicks are good this year. Yeah, are they though? They they're good this year. They have Julius Randle. That's really all. RJ they have. Barrett is also RJ RJ Barrett is like having a breakout. Well, don't sleep on Alfred Payton too. Alfred Payton is playing this year. All right. God, they drafted uh, what Emmanuel quickly. He's coming along, man. He's coming along. Yeah, exactly. New York Knicks are still... They are now a good team. They're like the Cleveland Browns of this year. They're a good team. (laughs) If If they make... If that's that's their comparison to Cleveland Browns, that doesn't really give me much hope (laughs) for them. Honestly. Cleveland Browns are looking nice right now, man. I mean... The Browns are actually a good football team. Yeah. I think they're going to be even better next year. Saying a football podcast, so to the Knicks, the Knicks will be good this year. But yeah, so so what's up with the Warriors this season, guys? They're it's they're so back and forth. They go, they go back into the right. They'll then they'll play good out of nowhere. Like I, can anybody gauge the Warriors? Can anyone get a like? Can anyone figure this team out? Because I team filled with lots of potential with few bright spots right now, being I believe Wiggins and James Wiseman. You like you referred to him as a baby giraffe running out there on the court, but he's still yamming on everybody catching those lobs. I mean, and Andrew Wiggins on the defensive end picking it up this year as well has been a solid contribution to this team. 
Andrew Wiggins on the defensive end this year is like insane. He's like seven. He's ranked seventh in blocks behind six centers. And we honestly put Wiggins in the defensive player of the year conversation because I think so. As of right now, yes. I think he's an all-star if he keeps playing the way he is, for sure. I can see that possibly happening. Pat, what do you think about the Warriors? Or what do you think about these players so far? I mean, I think that the Warriors will get in a groove, and they think they they found it, but then they lose the next game and they lose it. It's like they can't figure it out, but it's somewhere in there. I don't really know what's wrong. A lot of people, like, I've read a lot of... um, People talking about how it's Kerr's fault. What do you guys think about that? I was just about to ask Zach that. Um, Steve Kerr, man. You know, he... Uh, right now... I Okay, well, I just want... I think the Warriors are in a really odd position because we're a team that is... We're solid, but are we solid enough to compete with the Lakers and the Clippers in a seven-game series? So it comes down to... Do we take this year to experiment and develop or do we take this year to go out and win these games? And I feel like Kerr is kind of in the middle, and it's a tough place to be. Um, but I feel like the Warriors are in a strange position, especially with Steph in his prime right now. Do you want to waste these prime years on developing? You know, and that's also where Clay's injury hurts the most. You know, I was about to say, do you think? Do you think we're even in the position? You said the word contend, and you don't contend for a playoff spot. You contend for a championship. Do you think we're even in? championship contention without clay thompson i mean would i put money on the warriors making the finals no but i think when you got a guy like steph curry who we know what he can do and you got a guy like draymond green you know defensive monster and you know he leads that team um and then you got guys like wiggins who step up Ubre, we know what Ubre can do i mean this team has a lot of solid players and it's tough to go against Steph Curry and Draymond Green, especially with their championship DNA. So, but it's it's such a tough spot to say these guys can compete with the Lakers. I don't know if we can, but I'm on the side where we should be going out there winning games because we saw what we did to the Lakers, you know? So it's kind of tough. We're in a tough spot. I think we could compete with the likes of the Lakers and the Clippers. It's just in that seven-game series, though. That's the only real thing, though. I just don't feel as confident <laughs> as much as I want to. I just don't. I feel like it's more realistically speaking. I don't think we compete this year. I think we shock people in the playoffs, but I don't see us getting past the second round because when you mentioned that championship DNA, you're missing the piece that is Clay Thompson. And I mean, what? He can be a 25-point-per-game scorer. And yeah. You're not replacing Clay Thompson with Andrew Wiggins and Oubre. That's just, you can't replace that type of talent. Um, yeah. That's true. Of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. That's true. But I think if Andrew Wiggins and Kelly Oubre could step up and provide that scoring along with their defense, I think we'd have like a way better chance of like competing in the playoffs but yeah i have to agree as of right now i don't i don't really see us getting past like i don't really see us getting to like the western conference finals right now the way things are going what were you gonna say pat uh well uh jason mentioned Ubre. uh what do you guys think about that uh trade rumor that apparently the pelicans brought up about wanting kelly Ubre? Who do you think they could get in the Pelicans? Or you guys would want to see beyond the Warriors? That is an interesting thing. Earlier, Zach said Zion. <laughs> down for uh, Zion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, ideally, but realistically? Yeah, because a team that traded their franchise player and drafted a potential franchise player would just give away their franchise player, franchise player, franchise player, franchise player. (laughs) Jason said it several times right there. (laughs) But I mean, realistically, I don't think we're far enough into the season yet to like even think about trading Uber yet. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, a lot of people are blaming Kelly Oubre for the Warriors being bad. I, I read it in comments or the Discord I'm in. 
but now they're blaming Curtis. So they're just pointing fingers at this point. Like with Wiggins, a lot of people are saying he's a, you know, he's a bust being in the Warriors. But look at him now. I think it's just you know, it's gonna take time. I feel like at the, oh, you want to keep going? No, no, go ahead. I feel like at the start of the season, it was hard to not blame blame Kelly Oubre for our offensive struggles. But now, I mean, you're on a new team. It's going to be different, you know? It's going to be different. And now I feel like he's starting, at least starting to gel with this team more. And that's why I don't want to see him go just yet. I think he, because we know what he's capable of doing. He can put up points and defend. So I think once he starts to gel with this team even more, I like him here. And I, I don't think we should deal him. I, feel- I, I, I agree with Zach. I don't think... I think it is too early to um, even discuss trades right now. Because, yeah, Kelly Uber is off to a rough start. But I think, like Patrick said, eventually the team's going to get into a groove. He's going to get into more of a groove. And we're going to see more of a more of how he was with Phoenix. Like He's going to start getting going. And I think he's going to be really valuable. So I don't think we should really talk about that until like at least the middle of the season. Go ahead, Jason. I feel like... Well- obvious disclaimer here we're not basketball coaches or any we're nothing like that we're we're all fans at the end of the day fantasy basketball managers keep it it at (laughs) so with that i'm saying i think after watching like the dna that the warriors have built i feel like kelly Oubre is like of he's eerily similar to what an Andre Iguodala would be. Anyone else agree? Like, oh yeah, no, definitely. That like, spark plug you need off the bench. Yeah, exactly. Oh. I think he said in the halftime, halftime, he was all like, he's like that that second, that second team that he plays with. He feels more confident. He's just running around, having fun, actually playing basketball and providing a spark and doing all that sort of stuff. It makes sense for him to be there rather than starting and who knows, not getting comfortable out there. Maybe he is more comfortable on this team on the bench. Exactly. I agree. Yeah. I think think he'll figure it out. I think, you know, rough start to the season is all this is. Eventually he's going to start getting in his groove and he's going to do, I think he'll, I think he'll be better. Well, here, because the topic was the Warriors and Pelicans are entertaining a trade. Um, what did y'all think about the package of Josh Hart and Lonzo Ball for Kelly Oubre? Let's just for entertainment's sake. Do you think it works? How do you think it affects both teams? Who wins the trade? And blah, blah, blah. Honestly, I think it's an even trade. Because the Warriors would get two young players who are good, both good defensively and like can provide good minutes off the bench. And then the Pelicans would get a quality starter at small forward and Kelly Oubre or power forward. Um, so I think it's good for both sides. I just, um, again, I just don't know if, I just feel like it's too early to be talking about trades right now. Lonzo Ball in a Warriors uniform just doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't know. Agreed. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> And then that sparks the rumors of Lamelo Ball possibly coming to the Warriors and if Lonzo does. The force Curry out, and like I just don't want anything. Else. Think about that. The rumor that Lonzo was on the trading block to the Warriors started another rumor. Lamar <laughs> being on the Lamelo being on the trade block. Like, how does the what that that family man? That family. Yeah, seriously. And then um. It's gonna spark a rumor that we're gonna pick up Leangelo Ball out of nowhere. Santa Cruz. Yeah, we're just gonna sign him to the G League, and Lavar's gonna get mad. Oh man! And then Jeremy Lin gonna be carrying Santa Cruz. <laughs> pick Jeremy Lin up and put uh, send Wanamaker down or something like flip, <laughs> flip these. I sound like a flipping okay. these. 
Oh man. Oh yeah. Uh, speaking of um, you know, uh, Warriors going to the playoffs, you know, like all the confidence. Um, what do you guys think about? Like, are you guys confident about the Nets? Oh, with their I new mean... trio. What a pivot. Yeah, we finally got to see all three of them in action together. And that was quite an interesting start to that. Colin Sexton had something to say about it. <laughs> his, his 42 points Damn. had something to say about their debut. There's a new number two in town, baby. <laughs> what's, it, what's his nickname? Uh, Darius Garland and uh, Colin Sexton. You mean uh, Sexland? What's <laughs> What's uh, Sexton's uh, nickname? The Bull, right? Oh, Young Bull. Oh, uh, Young Bull, yeah. Young Bull. <laughs> that guy moves. Wait, wait, wait. You heard what Larry Nance said, right? What? After oh, the man. trade to get uh, Jared Allen, they called him Sexland in the Trees. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's all just taller oh, guys. <laughs> Nasty Norwegian folk band. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, someone, tell me, what do you think about the Nets and that trio so far? I mean, uh, right when that trade happened, everyone's like, oh, these guys are going to be unstoppable. But it's bound to happen, you know? Like, it happened right away. Someone stopped them right away. But people also say that this is their first game. But then the second game, they also lost. Against the Cavs and Collins. Again. Yep, again. So, I don't know. Do you guys think it's just because they're in a new, you know, they're all in a new team? They're not yeah. meshing as well. I think you got to give it some time because just the duo of Durant and Harden, that was scary to watch. Like, they, that was, that duo was doing very well too. They, they were, they were smacking teams. That's terrifying. Yeah, we were talking about how um, last week that, you know, this is going to be crazy to watch. I think it's still going to be crazy to watch. I think they just need, they absolutely need a Jared Allen on the team, but they got rid of him. And they need someone who can really defend, you know? Like, I wouldn't, I would rather keep Jared Allen than DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, I was going to say DeAndre Jordan. But like, are you really going to, are you really going to like, let go of James Harden just for like you know just for like some role players no you had to give up Karis LeVert uh Jared Allen and like make a bunch of draft pick swaps you know because it's James Harden think about this if you're the Cavs do you want DeAndre Jordan they don't need DeAndre Jordan (laughs) no even a need more so like you're already in the trade window with these teams. If I'm asking for somebody, I'm going to ask for Jared Allen over DeAndre Jordan. Exactly. That's I'm, true. I'm not asking for DeAndre when I can get a Jared. Something that had to be done. And I think it was the maybe the right choice for the Nets, you know, seeing what they want to do, but... Well, I mean, they're trying to get JaVale McGee now, so... Yeah. Okay, see, that, I don't get that at all. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. He, the... He'd be coming off the bench. He can... He's a shot blocker. Mm-hmm. For, like, lobs from Kyrie for like... For like 15 minutes a game, and then his asthma makes him need to sit down. How many chips he won? <laughs> well, and then what's going How on many? with Drummond, too? Is he, is he getting bought out or not? Like... Who? Andre Drummond, I saw something about that that the, they're hoping the Cavs might buy him out. Gonna buy I think they out. trade him before they buy him out. Maybe that's what it. The Nets were hoping they were gonna buy him out. That's what I saw. Okay. I think that's still in the talks. That's overkill at that point. The Nets with Andre Drummond. <laughs> that's what I was like. I said DeAndre. I said it's Andre Jones. My bad, guys. <laughs> DeAndre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you have Andre Drummond. And you know that trio. If those guys miss, Drummond's just gonna be able to catch the boards all day, and they, these guys are gonna have a lot of chances. <laughs> hey yo, that line's gonna be thirty rebounds and zero everything else. <laughs> yo, for real, it's like the Pistons. Speaking of uh, Andre Drummond, 
you know, he's on the Cavs. Guys, these are these guys are a playoff team. Colin Sexton is going to take these guys to the playoffs for sure. And did anyone really expect the Cavs to be playing this well without Kevin Love? No, I did not. Certainly not me. In my head, Kevin Love was a star player there. Right? <laughs> I'm wrong. I mean, he's still a really good player. It's just he needs to be healthy. Yeah, no. If yeah. if the Cavs had him and he was, like, fully healthy, they, they, like, I would say playoff lock. Well, and a player that I talked about last podcast who hadn't been playing that well but has been playing well the past couple games, and particularly the two Nets, Chetty. Chetty Osman with 20-plus points a game. Is he really doing that well? Both of those games, he played very well. That's mainly what I'm hinting at overall. (laughs) It's another story, but that's just been a great thought. I thought last season was going to be his breakout season, and then, like, he didn't – I didn't hear from him at all, and I was really, like, disappointed. I I think that's because uh, Kevin Love came back because he was injured, right? Kevin Love was injured for a little bit. I remember because I was going to pick up either Kevin Love or Steven Adams. And I was like, nah, Kevin Love's injured. I picked up Steven Adams. And then after I picked him up, Kevin Love went off. Sounds all right. Yeah. Can I make a disclaimer now and say that uh, for everybody listening to this, Royce likes the weirdest players on the front. <laughs> <laughs> he just, he, I feel like Royce just like, you know, his, his idol is Larry Bird, which isn't bad. It's just... <laughs> is that a bad idol? I mean, like... Zach, come on, man. Back me up here. Yeah, no, Larry. I'm dead. No, Larry Bird's sick, man. Larry Legend. No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, uh, I know Royce, Jason's right. Royce likes the most out-of-pocket players. It's not even out-of-pocket. It's, <laughs> it's like random. Trick taste in basketball <laughs> players. Yeah, ask, you ask Royce, what's your favorite player play. on the Cavs? You know, you would think, oh, Colin Sexton, Andre Drummond. Nope. Chetty Osman. <laughs> Chetty Osman. <laughs> like, the guy you don't expect to play well that has been playing real as of late. You probably like, you're probably a really big fan of like Thaddeus Young at one point, huh? <laughs> Look at Shoot. him, he's not denying it. <laughs> so do you I may got- have used him in 2K a time or two, I, I will admit, but. What's up, Zach? I was just gonna say, so like, do you guys think by the end of the season, Cleveland will be a playoff team? And looking at Colin Sexton's okay. numbers, he's putting up all-star numbers, like 25 points per game on 50% shooting and 46 from three. Like, geez, those are great numbers, right? So I think if Colin Sexton keeps doing that, Cleveland can, especially, you know, in the East, that's more top-heavy, you know, uh, Cleveland could pull out a playoff spot, low seed, 7, 8 or something. I, was I agree. 7, 8, probably 7. Yeah. Shout out Colin if, Sexton. Yeah, I think if Kevin Love wasn't injured, I don't think that he wouldn't have as much of a chance to, you know, score this much and actually prove what he is. So I don't want to say like, you know, perfect time that Kevin Love's injured, but like this gave him an opportunity to show him like, you know, what he's about. And so that's that's really cool to see, especially with Garland too. I mean, now he's coming back from an injury, so his minutes are low. But that guy, that deal is gonna be gonna be good for sure. Oh that yeah, backcourt man. Oh yeah, Sexland. Oh back Sexland, the the next up and coming backcourt. They remind me a lot of um, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum. Yeah, and now now that I um, now now that Kevin Love's on the sideline watching these guys ball, I think when he gets back, he's definitely gonna understand like how these guys you know run on the court, and I think it'll be like a lot better with Kevin Love on there. Oh, yeah. I think Kevin Love, regardless of who he plays for and what he does, he's always going to be an addition to the team rather than, like, hurt the team. Mm-hmm. So I I can on, I can only see good things happening from this, and it all depends on um, him when he gets back. What was that, Zach? Yeah, what do you say? Um. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um... I can't wait for Kevin Love to go uh, get back. I think was did he ever come back this season yet? No, I don't think he's playing yet. No. Here I will check. Back sometime February though. I'm pretty sure he should be coming back sometime February. Because once he once he comes back, there's going to be a lot more scoring on the court. Yeah, no, I think um, the way that um, everyone's playing right now, if they keep it up, it's 
I think it's even better for Kevin Love because it's going to open up opportunity for him to like, you know, camp at the three-point line. People are going to gravitate towards like Colin Sexton and Jared Allen and Darius Garland when, you know, they're putting up the numbers they are. That's going to leave Kevin Love open to hit some shots. I think it's going to be really good for the Cavs in general. We just want to see uh we want to see Minnesota Kevin Love back. I think that's what everyone wants to see. Oh, man. Like, Minnesota Kevin Love was a monster. Yeah, 2020s. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, he's going to be fine wherever he goes. I mean, he's not back till February, what they said, but we'll see. I, whenever he comes back, he's going to be an addition. That's neither here nor there. Yeah. And if uh, the, the Cavs do decide to shop uh, Andre Drummond, they'll be fine. They still got Jerry Allen. Yeah, no, they're, that's... they're still in a great position. So yeah, Cavs cool. are in a good spot actually. Speaking of shopping, our uh, Andre Drummond, I think a great place he should go would be the Celtics. Oh yeah, last week yeah, we said no. Spurs, right? We were talking about him going to the Spurs. Yeah, that's what we said last week. But yeah, oh. I think Celtics would be cool. I think the Celtics would be really cool because think about it: we just got Kemba back, and that. Yeah. Com- the team now and imagine an, a full a full powered Andre Drummond on that team with those three damn scores over there that's a I think that can rival the Nets and the Bucks because the Bucks are still going to be scary uh, if Andre Drummond goes to the Celtics and like gets comfortable with them plays well the, I see the Celtics coming out of the East to um to the finals i think we all just want to see a lakers celtics finals <laughs> honestly speaking of the celtics man shout out jalen brown he's putting up monster numbers like, is he popping off this season 27 points per game right now i mean she's on 52 uh, percent shooting she uh, 43 from the three from three man he's uh he's playing like a superstar right now man so shout out him. Here, I'm gonna pose a question. You swap mm-hmm. two players. Where do you think they'll be better? And I think I did this last week, anyways. Um, swap Devin Booker and Jalen Brown. Who's better? I think Jalen Brown is doing really well with the Celtics. He's figured it out over there so far. Um, I remember two years ago, he was inconsistent. He'd have one good game. And then, you know, next couple of games bad. But starting last year, I mean, last season and this season, he's balling. He knows what he's doing. So if that's what we're talking about, are we just, you know, talking about like in different teams? Oh, fuck it. What do you think? I mean, uh, last week, Jason said overall player. So I'm going to go with overall player. And if I'm picking like the overall player, I would probably pick Devin Booker. I agree. Just because like, Devin Booker has been proven. He's a he's a cold blooded scorer. Uh, his defense it leaves some to be desired. That's where I feel like Jalen Brown is better. But overall player Devin Booker. If I'm talking about just this season, it's Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's playing out of his mind. Do you think uh, he benefits from the system he's a part of, or do you think he transcends that system? Jalen Brown, I'm speaking of. Hmm. Um, I definitely think the system helps a lot, but I think he's putting he's put in a lot of work to get as good as he is right now. So give credit where credit's due. Um, he put in a lot of work, but I think the Celtics have an excellent system, and it it definitely benefits him. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that Gordon Hayward left because that's one that's like another scorer, you know, quotations that. Um, they didn't have like they didn't have to keep passing the ball around, you know, to see who's gonna score. That's like what I think. Oh yeah, that's a great point. Gordon Hayward being on Charlotte rather than Boston really just it gives um it gives the two uh, studs over there gives them a chance to you know it just puts more touches in their hands. And, you know, with more touches comes more shots. More shots equal more points. Yep. I mean, I didn't see it true. coming, but yeah, that was the best thing for both teams is. Uh, let Gordon Hayward go somewhere else. Let him do his thing. Let 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown do their thing. It's working out for both of them. Zach, what do you think about this? Um, <laughs> my headset has been, I don't know where we're at right now because I haven't been able to hear too much. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> going on. My headset we're talking about the Celtics. All right. Um, How do you feel about the Celtics? Uh, I think when healthy, that team is totally the best team in the East. I really do. I think, uh, I think they have a great balance of offense and defense and they got young guys and veteran leadership. And I think that team is really, I had them winning it all last year. I mean, I knew the Lakers were going to win last year, but I didn't want to say they were going to win, I, but I had Celtics coming out of the East. Um, they didn't, but um, you know, I think that team is the best in the East when healthy. I really do. So, you know, with Kemba back now, I mean, Kemba's not as good. I feel like as he was a couple years ago, but Jalen Brown took a lead and he's kind of making up for it. So. Yeah, we'll see how they we'll see how they do when uh, when healthy. But I think we're gonna have to pose the question: If the Celtics can't get it done, or at least to the finals in the next couple of years, what happens to that team? Because I mean, you I think you still keep Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown together, but a nuke everyone else. I'll say <laughs> to restructure because if it's not getting it done, and you just saw what happened to what. You just saw what happened to Brooklyn. You still have Giannis. And he's Giannis. You have Miami that's already beaten them. You have Sexland over there that's coming out of nowhere. Lando rising too. Okay, we'll we'll get there in a moment, but <laughs> you know what I mean. We got these good. The, the East is getting better. The East is getting a lot better, and for Boston's sake, they need to figure something out. I mean, if they don't get to the finals, because I think all everything's out the window when Boston gets to the finals. You, this conversation is void if Boston gets to the finals. But if they don't, what I don't know. What do you think? They're going to be like uh, OKC, where uh, they all split up. Durant, uh, Harden. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just stock up on millions of first-round draft picks. They already did that before, though. <laughs> That's Danny Ainge's, like, favorite thing to do is get drafted. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Maybe I don't know, the center. Who is their center? Uh, Daniel Thies. Robert Williams uh, III. Tristan. Robert Williams is not bad. Tristan Thompson. That's right. They have Tristan Thompson. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That the guy. Celtics, to me, are like that team that they got all these first-round picks, and they all panned out. But yet, they still have not made it to one finals appearance, though. It's it's and almost kind of sad, you know? Like, Yeah. I think, honestly, though, if I think about it, I think it's hard for me to believe that they won't make a finals within the next three years, because I really see them so, making a finals. I think um, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to be so elite when if they stay together. I mean... That's two really young guys who are absolutely killing it, playing like they're going to own the league in a couple of years. Well, my question is, do you think them in three years will be as good as James Harden and Kevin Durant for the next three years? Because Kevin Durant looks like the best player in the league right now. Yeah, and yeah. taking the load off of James Harden. So theoretically, that gives him more legs. That's why I pose that question, because it's like, it's not going to be easy. I'm not saying, oh, it's a it's a cakewalk. Oh, they'll get there. Or, like, you know, the Celtics are ass and they'll just get wiped out. Do you think a T... Do you think... How do I pose this? You, you know what I'm trying to say. The Celtics... The Celtics are good. They're really good. It's just three... giving. Are they on the same level as them? Yeah, exactly. What Pat said. Will they um, be on the same level as them in a couple of years? I think it's very possible. Um, I guess it's hard to know, especially now how we've only seen four games from the Nets, how they're really going to be. But I do think if they're how we expect them to be and, you know, Boston develops how we expect them to develop, I think they uh, they have a chance totally. I mean, the Celtics are young as hell. Like, those two are really young players. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If I feel like... Kemba's, Kemba's not really old. If he can get it together, like how he was in Charlotte, and like form a big three of Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown, I I think they can compete with the Nets. 
I don't think, um, I mean, it would be, it'd be crazy to say they're on the same level because the Nets with those three players are insane. But in like three years, if they all like perform, then yeah, I think the Celtics have an, a good shot of making it to the finals. This is going to sound really weird, but swap Kemba Walker. Well, don't swap, but replace Kemba Walker and get a healthy, and I mean healthy, Rajon Rondo on the Celtics. Oh, oh back Rondo, to the Celtics. Back to the Celtics? Don't worry about the go back, but think about the type of player Rajon Rondo is with those two scores. That'd be sick. Yeah, no, that would benefit them a but whole lot. Give them the ball. Like, you do what you do rather than I still need to get my shots up because Kemba still has to get his shots up. He's never been a facilitating type. He's, I get buckets. Who, who's a young Rondo right now? You know, who, who's somebody in the league right now that's like Rondo that you could put on? That's a really good question. That can pass and all that stuff? I know Lamelo can pass like Lon- that. Yeah, Lamelo. Lonzo, Lonzo. I was going to say Lonzo. Yeah. Yeah, I think no, that's not a bad idea. Lonzo to the Celtics, I think would be... Trey Young. That'd be nice. That would okay. That, that would, would be insane. insane. <laughs> that would make the Celtics in three years like basically like the Nets. <laughs> I think Zach's onto something that's beneficial for both teams. Yeah. Kemba for Lonzo Ball. It's a weird sounding trade, but it gives the Pelicans an actual point guard that can score, which is needed in this league. It gives a great facilitator to a team that already has two extremely good scores. I think Zach found them. Zach called it right there. We'll go. And I mean that team would be nasty defensively too. That'd be that'd be cool. With Lonzo on Boston. I think that'd be sick. So yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. I'll call up uh, Danny Ainge. Yo. <laughs> Better get like a five percent finder's fee. Got an idea for you. <laughs> Make sure you get paid for that. Good idea. Speaking of really good players, like we were talking about Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, these guys are amazing, but I don't think these guys are in the MVP race. Who is your early MVP favorite right now? Go ahead, Jason. You st- oh, All right, Royce, go ahead. Start it off. Who is it? Nikola Jokic. This man is a center. Damn near averaging a triple-double right now. Nuggets are definitely one of the top teams in the West, in my opinion. So he's definitely an early standout for me. What's their record right now? It Last I saw, I think 11 wins. Let me see. 10 and 7. 10 and 7. There you go. I agree with Royce. Jokic is definitely up there for me. That guy is balling. That's a walking triple-double right there. This guy, if they can take it to the finals, which I don't think they will because, you know, you got – the West is crazy right now. So Jokic is MVP, but, you know. I mean, in my early MVP race, but yeah. What about you, Jason? The only time I'll ever agree with Skip Bayless, because I don't care about that guy. Kevin Durant. He's the best basketball oh, in it. KD. I don't care what people say about LeBron, yada, yada, yada. Kevin Durant came off an Achilles injury. He's averaging 30 a game. Like, that's one that's overcoming adversity, so you know the media loves that. Two, he's on a new team, so they're already highlighting that stuff. And if he can get Brooklyn to the finals or even anywhere near it, Kevin Durant wins that wins that award, and it's not even a question. Josh, what you thinking, man? What are you thinking? I um I agree with Jason right now. Uh Kevin Durant, he's I if you if you asked me how I thought Kevin Durant's season was gonna go. I was going to say, I I would probably tell you, I don't think he's going to be as explosive or as dominant as he was, but like you look at him now, you wouldn't have even guessed that he was injured. So um, yeah, Nikola Jokic and Kevin Durant are the top for me, are the top two for me. Um, yeah. my, my pick was also Kevin Durant. I think He's just absolutely killing it out there, especially his efficiency too. 52% from the field, 44% from three. Doesn't get much better than that, man. So 
Yep, I I'm gotta go Kevin Durant on that one. Okay. Yeah, so... I can I can hop on that train because I do love Kevin Durant, and I, how how could I forget Kevin Durant? Man, this guy is balling. You guys are right. And so uh, you... sorry, I was just too focused on Jokic because this guy's on my team. So can you <laughs> on fantasy, who's three though? I mean, people are trying to say Joel Embiid, which he's averaging really good numbers. The Sixers are really good. It's all about health. If he stays healthy, yes, he's in the conversation. And that's been a question. And just do you, go, Pat. Do you guys think that they have to get to the finals to get the MVP? No. Yes, for Joel Embiid, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, to answer your question, Royce, um, like I said, I got Kevin Durant at the top, Nikola Jokic. Um, and I'm not going to deny LeBron is playing very well for his 18th season. So he's, he's for sure up there. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, Luka Doncic top five and, um, Steph Curry. I, I see some people saying Steph Curry's not in the MVP race and I'm baffled. Like, how do you say that? The man dropped 62 points in a game this season in just 36 minutes like that's not mvp caliber you're crazy yeah now that i think about it um i feel like everybody needs to like qualify what an mvp candidate should have and i think josh alluded to a good point i think an mvp candidate should have those it moments in the season and steph obviously with 60 what 62 points right he had that it moment of the season. Like, can anyone name a bigger moment this season? Nope. I, nope. F for MVP. Not I right would, now. I mean, I feel like I the all the rankings coming out with Steph not on the list are insane. Like, it's insanity. Like, at the very least, he has to be in the he has to be in the top five conversation. I I don't know why he wouldn't like. Like, come on, Russell Westbrook won it off the breakup and a triple double. Like, he won an MVP because Kevin Durant left him and he averaged a triple double. Jokic is doing that right now, so he should automatically be at the top of the list. And Steph Curry just broke up with Kevin Durant, so he should also be at the top of the list. Am I right? By that logic, yes. And he's averaging thirty points a game too: twenty-eight point four, six assists, five rebounds. Oh wait. We might have to count KD out the list because technically, by um, ESPN logic, no, if you have the MVP on your team, MVP caliber player, he can't be. A, it just out. It offsets. Just like LeBron James, he has another MVP player on the team in Anthony Davis, so that offsets. So he can't be. So realistically, it should be Nikola Jokic versus what? Steph Curry and Joel Embiid. Right now, I think it's Steph. Yeah, slash Joel for sure. Jason, you, also, um, you also brought up a good point that if we define what an MVP player is, you gotta you gotta account for all the things like not just stats, but leading your team to a decent record, um, having those it moments, and just like you know performing at an un like a most valuable player level. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, like everyone loves to run with the, oh, LeBron without blank. Well, a team without LeBron is the worst team in the league. I don't think the Lakers, as currently built without LeBron, don't make the playoffs. Because with Clay out, we're still playing decent. But if Curry was out, though, I just, I don't know how. The no, Warriors would, exactly. we wouldn't be talking about the Warriors at all. We'd be like, so what draft pick are they getting? If we swap those two injury-wise... Totally different narratives for this team. That's what Maine exactly. doesn't get. Oh my, yes, we love Clay Thompson. We think Clay Thompson, every Warrior fan loves Clay Thompson. But everybody loves Clay Thompson. Exactly. You don't even have to be a Warrior fan. I think Warrior haters love Clay Thompson the most. Like, <laughs> how can you hate Clay Thompson? He's a national treasure. Exactly. But what they always forget is Steph's the real, like, Steph's the reason why that team is so damn successful. Foundation to the when your star player is a top 15 player ever, that kind of means something. Definition 
of a most valuable player is when your team is far better off. The NBA is far better off because that person is playing. I remember back when we had Kevin Durant, there would be games where Kevin Durant would miss and we'd still win. And then maybe Steph would have a little ankle issue. He'd go out and we'd get smashed. And it really shows how valuable he is. You know, he's just so valuable to a team. And yeah. uh, I think Steph has the highest, what? Steph, uh, when healthy on the Warriors, the Warriors offensive rating is through the roof or like he makes everybody around him better. He, he elevates everybody else. So the whole narrative, oh, he doesn't make other people better is hogwash and they don't it shows that the people that work for them don't read the stats well enough yeah call us biased but you can't argue with everything that stephen curry has done in his career thus far like if if you don't agree with that then you're probably not really watching basketball or paying attention exactly i, re I read uh somewhere um recently that I think Braun should have won MVP last season because they won the finals. I, like he got he got finals MVP. <laughs> this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. Does Draymond Green have won MVP when we won the finals? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> the so MVP was finals MVP and MVP. <laughs> Wait, what did the thing say, Pat? That LeBron should have won MVP because he won the finals. Yeah. Yeah, see, that's it was, what, it, was it Giannis last season, right? Yeah, yeah. and that's what yeah. sucks is the MVP award is not shouldn't be based on you know it's a regular season award, right? And it shouldn't really be based on playoff performance, but sometimes it feels like it is. Which I've always said they should be giving out the awards before the playoffs begin because it does put you know um, kind of affects how people view the player, if, you know how they, true, if they perform yeah. worse. So I've always said that, but you know, don't, it shouldn't be how you play in the playoffs. It's a regular season award. So no, Giannis deserved it last year, <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I always felt like Giannis deserved it then too. I mean, yeah. LeBron's LeBron, but I mean, if we're talking about who had the better season, like season, like playing wise, I would, I would have said Giannis. I think as we get closer to the end of the season and closer to the playoffs, we're going to have to have a real discussion about Giannis. That's all I'll say, but I think we're going to have to have an actual discussion. About Looking forward to that. Yeah, we could leave it at that for now. Giannis missed out, man. Could have been here. <laughs> Should have, but neither here. can only hope. But yeah, adding to that, if the Lakers don't make the playoffs or win the finals. I mean, I mean, they're gonna make the playoffs, but if they don't win the finals, now people are gonna switch it up and be like, hey, LeBron played good all year. He should, he still should have won MVP when someone else, another team, like let's say the Nets, win the championship and they gave KD the MVP. There's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna be like, LeBron played really well in uh, the regular season. He should have won MVP. I mean, you can't stop Braun sexuals. Oh, exactly. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna deny LeBron. LeBron is, it's his 18th season, and he's almost averaging a triple double. So you know, if he, if he keeps going off the way he is, then, um, yeah, he's def there's definitely a chance he could win MVP. But not to mention all these other people who are also playing like ridiculously well right now like Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, um, Joel Embiid like it, it's it's early right now so it's hard to say but so it just it really depends on who's gonna have like who's gonna finish out the season strong. You know if the Wizards would good you can throw Bradley Beal into that. Oh, oh poor Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. They, uh, they lost to Houston today right and he was all I oh. see from the bench had his head down. Poor guy man. Guys putting poor. up so I Four, think three and ten wizards, man, led by by Bradley Beal, who just his back must hurt so so much. I think we're gonna do a. Uh, I think feel like every podcast we should do a Bradley Beal watch. Goes <laughs> like I think we should keep an eye on that. We should check in with Bradley Beal, make sure he's all right. 
Then he is always on a sad o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> send him, send him to the heat, please. That'd be sick. Send that man to the heat. I think he'll be there soon. Oh gosh, I I hope so for his sake. I hope so. <laughs> what was that, Jason? Okay. I said. No, you're good now. You're good. I said if Oladipo doesn't get there, then oh. Oladipo wants to go to Miami. But if I'm Miami, I want Bradley Beal. Come on. Exactly, and o- Oladipo like. He's on a he's on a decent team. Bradley Beal needs help <laughs> desperately. <laughs> I'm not concerned about Oladipo. I'm concerned about Bradley Beal. <laughs> he deserves so much better. Yep. Don't waste that talent. For real. Like yep. He's the only other to score sixty right this year in Curry. Yeah. Yeah. He did it like the night after, I think, too, or something crazy like that. Yeah. Dang, started off strong. So where's the dubs? It's like the new Kemba, only better. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Kemba with Charlotte. The better team. <laughs> hey, just, Kemba. That poor guy. But yeah, he's he's gonna need help. He's gonna need. He, it's not even he needs help. He needs to go. He needs a whole new team. <laughs> Ooh. Seattle. <laughs> bring that hashtag bring back Seattle. I mean it's a plan of theirs, but oh my god, him starting in Seattle would be Ooh, start him next to uh Shay. Ooh. Ooh. That's yes. crazy. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Alright guys, on that note, we should wrap it up. Um, this podcast is brought to you by Yahtzee. This podcast is by Yahtzee. They didn't authorize me saying I don't care. Probably. Please sponsor us, Yahtzee. Yahtzee, if you're listening, please. We got a special shout out today. Right? Oh, that's right. Oh, the yeah. one year anniversary of Kobe and Gigi Bryant's death. Moment of silence. Eight seconds. Yeah, rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi, man. That was, that's horrible. Can't believe it's yeah, been a year. I can't believe that else. either. Remember that like it was yesterday, man. Whole, uh, shout out to the Bryant, to the rest of the Bryant family. Hope they're doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even, I don't even want to imagine something like that. Yeah, man. All right. All right, guys. The second episode note, was, uh, pretty sure pretty, it's, uh, was really long, but. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. All right. Thanks for listening. Later, y'all. Grab, don't slap. Peace.